Welcome to Watershed's podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme at Watershed. I recently presented at a conference at the University of Salford on the subject of European film exhibition and distribution. Whilst doing research, I came across the extraordinary statistic that 1.3% of the cinema-going population in the UK are for non-English language films. It shocked me, and still does, that such a small percentage goes to see foreign language films. Here at Watershed, over 35% of our admissions are for foreign language films. If you are a statistician, then a lot of cinemas out there are doing less than nothing, if that is possible, in screening non-English language films. Does this matter? I think it does, and I'll come on to why in a minute. First of all, another illustration of the imbalance. I was talking to a PhD student on issues of taste, cultural value and curatorial choice and such other matters for their research. She asked me for an example of the above and why. This was on the day when Batman The Dark Knight was released with full page ads, full exposure and all the leads in the film review sections of newspapers. It was also the day that Buddha Collapsed Out of Shame was released an Iranian film about Afghanistan. I could not see an ad anywhere and only a small paragraph review, if at all, in the papers. My argument is that this expresses economic and therefore, unfortunately, cultural value. My choice for screening Buddha Collapsed Out of Shame was this. I had seen it at the Berlin Film Festival in February this year. It is a very powerful and moving account of a young girl growing up amidst the ruins of the blown-up Buddhas of Bamiyan, the extraordinary immense sculptures which were bombed in a defiant act of cultural barbarism by the retreating Taliban a number of years ago. A seven-year-old girl just wants to go to school like her peers. However, she finds the whole process an ordeal, partly because she is a girl in a society where girls and women have specific roles, and partly because she doesn't have pencil and paper. The film is deeply humanist, who cannot relate to a little girl's very real aspiration of trying to go to school and educate herself. It resonates with current ordeals in both Afghanistan and Iraq. And in one extraordinary scene, the kids play an all-too-contemporary game of hide-and-seek, with the cock kids given paper bags and sackcloths to wear. They are like miniature versions of the abused prisoners in Abu Ghraib in that now-infamous photograph. The film is neither didactic nor earnest, neither depressing nor worthy. It is at times even, well, entertaining. The young girl's childishness is both beguiling and endearing, but never sentimental. A finely balanced script leads us through dramatic scenarios to a satisfying denouement. What more could you ask for of a film? Batman is great entertainment, possibly a blurring metaphor for good and evil, with an outstanding performance by the late Heath Ledger. Lots of pyrotechnics, lots of dynamically edited action. It has the hopes and dreams of Hollywood riding on it, and by all accounts the financial returns will show Batman to be a true hero. I suspect Buddha Collapsed Out of Shame will garner much, much less than 1.3% of Batman-style admissions. So why is that figure important? I think it is because if we desire to understand the world we are living in, and cinema and the moving image is one of the most important ways in which we consume information about the world, 
then seeing a diversity of cinema from around the world is surely important. As if to underline this importance, I was at another conference, this time on cultural diversity in the context of the GATT trade negotiations, wherein a delegate from Morocco made an impassioned plea for the need for cinemas to be built in his home city and country, committed to showing non-mainstream cinema. His argument is that the stranglehold mainstream commercial films have, i.e., on the whole, Hollywood films, means that other cultures do not get exposure. And why is this important? As he pointed out, if you want Africa to understand Europe, and vice versa, you need an exchange of culture. And if one of the dominant forms of culture is indeed dominated by one style of culture, that understanding is going to be diminished. Buddha Collapsed Out of Shame opens at Watershed on the 15th of August. Batman is on at many cinemas near you. If you want to see other cinema from around the world this month at Watershed, then we are screening from Uruguay, El Baño de Papa, a humorous, ironic view of the Pope's visit to that country, where a poor local takes an enterprising approach to this event by building a public toilet in his garden for the relief of the pilgrim hordes. Elite Squad from Brazil is a powerful, gripping expose of that country's attempts to stop drug and crime in the favelas and its impact on the officers. The film prompted much soul-searching in Brazil in its depiction of corruption in the police and the methods used, which surely demonstrates the potential powerful impact cinema can make on social, political and cultural dialogue. Mad Detective is a quite ingenious thriller from China. The cop of the title is indeed mad. To illustrate, he cuts off his ear to give as a retirement present to his chief. The nature of his madness is that he can see the personalities of the killers and can, through reenactment, uncover the killer. The ending builds to a great homage to the famous mirror scene at the end of Orson Welles' Lady from Shanghai. This will definitely be remade by Hollywood, in the way Infernal Affairs was. I urge you to see the inspirational originality of Mad Detective. That relationship between Hollywood and the rest of the world in cinema terms is without doubt a complex, sometimes contradictory beast. No more illustrated by Sergio Leone's Great Spaghetti Western trilogy, A Fistful of Dollars, for a few dollars more, and the good, the bad and the ugly. When I first saw the films as a kid, I assumed they were American, filmed in the Mexican-American border, starring American stars, Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef, amongst others. Of course, as we now know, they were famously filmed by an Italian in Spain, with a large Italian-Spanish cast and crew, and dubbed into English. What did they do, these hybrid, ostensibly European films? They revitalised the quintessential all-American genre, the Western. The borrowing and payback between film cultures, Hollywood and European, has never been so evident. Leone's The Good, The Bad and The Ugly is reissued this month in a new print and provides an opportunity to relish its operatic swagger, iconic score and thrilling action on the big screen. It opens at Watershed on the 15th of August. That's it for this month. If you get a break from outdoor holiday summer fun, try to make it to one of the many entertaining films from around the world we have on in August. I'm heading north to the inaugural Ballerina Ballroom Cinema of Dreams Festival in Nairn in Scotland. Set up by the actress Tilda Swinton and writer and critic Mark Cousins, it's attempting to reject the glitz 
and inject some cinephilia fun back into film festivals with an eclectic mix of, amongst others, Margaret Rutherford and Akira Kurosawa. See ballerinaballroom.com for more information. For information on Watershed Programme, go to watershed.co.uk. If you want to email me about any of the above or previous podcasts, then feel free to at mark at watershed.co.uk. Thanks.